Thank you for listening to this week's Freedom Church podcast. We hope it helps and inspires you. Now, as Joe's just introduced me, my name is Judith Cunt. I serve on the leadership team here in the wonderful Freedom Church with responsibility really for pastoral needs. But this is such an important topic and one which I am sure as many of you really grapple with our spiritual well-being. I've subtitled my talk, Rooted and Reaching, because I believe that is at the centre of how we grow with God. I'll be honest with you, I am not being put here this morning by Sim on this lovely swingy chair to be an expert on spiritual well-being. Sorry. I grapple, I struggle with it. And through those struggles, I've come to learn many things and God has spoke to me. And I just wanted to share these really vital things with you this morning. I became a Christian as a teenager, not so long ago, actually. I didn't come from a Christian home and I didn't have a lot of Christian support as a new Christian. It's only till I went to university and was able to leave home that I could discover more about living a full life with Jesus. I discovered very early on that my spiritual life really did impact my emotional, physical, relational, financial and vocational well-being. And I want to share this morning how we can fill and keep refilling because that's the big bit, really, refilling our spiritual tank. At university, I discovered very early on the importance of memorising verses from the Bible, not just in my head, but right in my life, right in my heart, really connecting with the wisdom that is found in God's word. I learned this quotation from St Augustine, which really helped as well. He writes from the 5th century and he says... You have made us for yourself and our hearts are restless until they find their rest in you. And that rung so true in my life. In times of stepping away from God, not hearing him or even following his ways, I had that restlessness that he talks about because we're made for such a deep connection with God And I think when St. Augustine wrote that in the 5th century, he was thinking of Psalm 27, verse 4 and 5, which I'll read. The one thing I ask of the Lord, the thing I seek most, is to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, delighting in the Lord's perfections and meditating in his temple for he will conceal me there when troubles come. He will hide me in his sanctuary. He will place me out of reach on a high rock. David, when he writes this psalm, speaks of his longing in the ups and downs of life to be near to God. To live used to be translated as dwell in older versions of the Bible. In Hebrew, it actually means to remain for a time or lish 
Kan. It's a great language, Hebrew. Very close to Welsh, very close, but I think Welsh has edged it. Anyhow, David knew all about the battle in his spiritual life. It's hard to constantly dwell in closeness with God. And if we're honest with ourselves this morning and with God, it is hard work to keep our spiritual lives healthy. What I've learned, if I'm honest, that mountaintop experiences where we feel God deeply in our spirits are really few and far between. Maybe in a large Christian worship event, sometimes at church and sometimes in solitary times. But on the whole for me, and I think David comes across with this in Psalms, we have to learn to live in the valleys of life so that when these mountain tops eventually come, we can really appreciate them. And the book of Psalms is a great example of writers, normal people, struggling with anger, despair, grief, but also real joy in their spiritual lives. Look at the praise Psalms and also alongside them, the ones of lament. That's why this morning I've called my talk Rooted and Reaching. How do we root our faith and spiritual well-being so deep that when tough times overwhelm us, and yes, we will get shaken at times in life, we can remain close to God. In our everyday life, we have to root our faith in and make that decision to cling to God, whatever comes, whatever's round that corner. Paul writes many times in his letters in the New Testament, at all the trials life threw at him. And he went through many that we might never experience, being put on trial, being put into prison. But he remained rooted. He says, I was devastated but not struck down or destroyed. It is a choice. Our spiritual well-being needs to have a, very, a real gritty edge. It's not pretty and it's not neatly boxed up. I have found that having the word of God in my life daily has rooted me. It's hard work sometimes to find time to pray. I know I had four small children and they were all under the age of five at one time. Madness, you might say. But still, however busy, we might have really demanding jobs. We should never put that above spending time, finding time to pray, to read his word. We rely on our emotions sometimes too much. I don't feel anything. I don't hear God, but we need to keep going. You might not feel anything, but the Holy Spirit all the time is planting and rooting God's words in you. Through having a hard and dark walk in my spiritual life, really since the end of 2019, when I got run over by a car, this is pre-COVID, the Bible verses I had learnt when I was younger kept coming back to me. And on the days I struggled to pray or even to be in God's presence, 
I would share those verses. And one of them in particular was, Be still and know that I am God, from Psalm 46. Now that be still isn't a gentle one. In Hebrew, it means shut up. For it's the same word Jesus uses in Hebrew when he calms the storm. Jesus was saying to me, it's tough. I know, I'm with you in that. Your mobility is compromised and could be for life. And family life is hard. But focus on me and really know me in your spirit. We need to focus on the greatness of God when going through life's problems. And it's fine to ask why. Why me? Why is this happening to me, God? But we won't always get the answer. And we might think getting the explanations will help us to grow our spiritual well-being. But no, it's the presence of God in the problem that grows us, not the answer. It's the presence of God in the problem that grows us, not the answer. David tackles this in Psalm 43. Why am I so overwrought? Why am I so disturbed? Why can't I just hope in God? Despite all my emotions, I will believe and praise the one who saves me and is my life. It's a choice. And the psalm goes on with David, despite his emotions, choosing to focus on God's greatness. I also think the key to be rooted in God is to put space in the day to read, to pray, to listen, to hear his word. I'd like to call that first and last words. And that's what I try to do most days. First thing in the morning and last thing at night. I happen to do the Lectio 365 app that many of you might be doing. And I listen and pray his words first thing in the morning and last thing at night. That might not be for you. Audio might not be your thing. You might prefer to read it or speak God's words out loud. But whatever way works for you, find it for it's vital for your spiritual well-being. The church leader, John Wimber, also said, we leak, we have the Holy Spirit in us, but we need to spend time with him to let him refill us and fill us. When we study scripture, we are literally upgrading our minds by downloading the mind of Christ. When we read scripture, we are recruiting new nerve cells and rewiring connections in our brains. We stop thinking human thoughts and start thinking God thoughts. So how then do we also reach out to God in our spirits? You see, trees or plants need to root, but they also need to grow to flourish and reach their heights. We need to do this in our spiritual lives. I've been a Christian a long time, but I must not stop reaching and learning. God is immense and there's always so much more to learn and grow in him. Jeremiah 29 verse 12 and 13 says, At that time, 
you will call out for me and I will hear. You will pray and I will listen. You will look for me intently and you will find me. Yeah, that word intently, with intent, intent, it is a choice and that's hard to do at times. But the hope is there. To reach out in our spirit to God, we need to call to him. We need to shout. We need to tell him our feelings and praise him even when our emotions say don't. We need to pray. We need to ask others maybe to pray with us and you'll have a chance to do this at the end of the meeting. We might need to go to someone and ask them to pray with us regularly. We might need to be in a WhatsApp prayer group where people can really support us when we're going through tough times. I found that praying in tongues has been really helpful. When I feel I have no words to use, it's a heavenly language and builds our spirits up. Jesus told his disciples and he tells us today that the Holy Spirit prays and intercedes for us. That is an amazing knowledge. When we humanly don't know what or how to pray, the Holy Spirit is constantly, constantly praying for us. And God is not impressed by how many words we use, how long our prayers are. He sees our longings inside. And a simple help me will do. Keep reaching. In Romans 12, verse 11 and 12, it says this. Let your spirits be on fire, bubbling up and boiling over as you serve the Lord. Do not forget to rejoice for hope is always, always around the corner. Hold up through the hard times that are coming and devote yourself to prayer. If you have that rootedness in your spirit, even when days are dark and lonely, you can know he is there, even if you don't always feel him or hear him. It's hard work and we have to sometimes dig to find treasure. I recently discovered a story buried in two verses in the Old Testament to Samuel chapter 23, which really helped me in my study of rooted and reaching. There was a man named Benaiah who chased a lion down a pit. Then despite the snow and slippery ground, he caught the lion and killed it. The story doesn't tell us why, but it reveals Benaiah's gut reaction. It was gutsy and it ranks as the most improbable, one of the most improbable reactions recorded in scripture. We find out later on that Benaiah becomes bodyguard to King David and later on to his son Solomon. Here's what the story taught me. God is always using past experiences to prepare us for future opportunities. Sometimes God given opportunities come disguised as man-eating lions. We may want to cower in fear because no one really wants to embrace tough times. But how we react in our spiritual lives when the times are tough 
is crucial. If we can stay with God, reaching up for him to deliver us from the pit, our spirits will grow. I've come to learn that sometimes our impossible situations are opportunities to experience something new in our knowledge of God. In Isaiah 43, he says, don't revel only in the past or spend all your time recounting the victories of days gone by. Watch closely. I am preparing something new. It's happening now as I speak and you're about to see it. I'm preparing a way through the desert and water will fall where there had been none. So yes, let's be thankful by looking back at times God has stepped in. But let's reach out for our spiritual lives to grow. And that growth time is often in the deserts, the dry seasons. When my husband, Neil, had a very severe mental breakdown um, and was depressed for two years, I shouted at God and I thought our marriage was over and there was no way out. But my rootedness in God kept me crying out to him. And I grew so much spiritually in that time and found so many treasures in God's word. Let's end our time this morning by me praying the prayer of Paul from Ephesians 3. You can reach your hands out. Just take some space and rest in him as I pray this over us. Father, out of your honourable and glorious riches, strengthen your people. Fill their souls with the power of your spirit so that through faith, the anointed one will reside in their hearts. May love be the rich, rich soil where their hearts take root. May it be the bedrock where their lives are founded so that together with all of your people, they will have the power to understand that their love of the anointed is infinitely long, wide, high and deep, surpassing everything anyone previously experienced. God, may your faithfulness flood through their entire beings. And now to God, who can do so many awe-inspiring things, immeasurable things, things greater than we could ask for. Or imagine, through the power at work in us, to him be all glory in our church, in this church, in Freedom Church, online, in the venues, in Abbotswood, in the um, Abbey Hall, in... One more, Bracefield even. In Jesus, the anointed, from this generation to the next, forever and ever. Amen. Now there's response and prayer buttons if you're watching online. And I know you're going to have a chance after we've had the last worship song 
to pray together. Don't go home. If you need to have a fresh touch of God's Holy Spirit, if you've never asked Jesus into your life, do it. Don't put it off. It is vital. So please, when this worship song finishes, seek prayer. Or it might be you're feeling fine, but it's good to be refilled. It's good to be refilled. And I've asked Beth this morning and the amazing worship team to end with this song, Oceans. It's a very precious song to me. And I'd really like, urge you, urge you actually, to let the words root in you and reach out as you call on his name, resting your soul in his embrace and keeping your eyes above the waves. Let's do it. Let's keep our spiritual well-being healthy by rooting and reaching. Thank you for listening. Amen. For more information about Freedom Church, please go to www.freedomchurch.uk. Thank you for listening.